All right, everyone, welcome to the Forgettables. If you're new here, this is a podcast where we talk through our podcasting journey. Uh, I am Ahmed Chima. I'm the host of the Branding Deep Dive podcast, uh, and I work on a couple other podcasts, including Podcast Kings um, and uh, the Leader's Recipe and the Weekly Rundown. There's a couple other projects, but essentially my main thing is Branding Deep Dive and Forgettables. And with me today is Asa Patel, who is the host of Straight Path Podcast. He also has another podcast he's working on, uh, an Urdu podcast, Kahani Abni Zabani. Um, but what we do on this podcast is we just talk through the things we're going through uh, with each other. We don't really, and neither of us are experts, neither of us are uh, quote unquote gurus of the field. We are learning as we are going. And today what we want to talk about is reality of trying to build an online presence uh, and build online authority, right? There's, you see people, I think it's, it's a little bit kind of you see a lot of people at least in my friends that are able to build a certain amount of authority because they're funny or because they have a certain skill like they can sing or they're good dancers or whatever i think we see a lot of that like they're good entertainers right like an entertainment is one thing one way to build uh, an audience i wouldn't call that authority necessarily um in the in the sense that we're talking about it here today uh, but it is a, is a certain type of authority uh, and it is a certain type of uh, audience that you're able to reach, right? But what we're talking about today is building authority in your domain. Like if you want to be known for uh, as an expert in podcasting, for example, or if you want to be, for, for example, our podcast is about branding. So if you want to be known as an expert in the branding space, right? Like what is the reality of how do you become and, and achieve that authority online. I think when I first started out, my opinion was uh, very naive and I thought, hey, just make good stuff and the rest will happen. You know what I mean? And I think to a certain extent, that's true. I think you make good content and the people that you're already, uh, that are already in your network, they see it, they're like, oh, this guy, and their perceptions start to change a little bit about you. And they say, hey, oh, this guy actually knows what he's talking about. Um, and you keep providing them value and they, they start to change how they think about you. But then that doesn't actually build uh, an audience, right? That not, like just sticking within your circles, your network, your group of Instagram followers is not going to result in authority in the space. And so one thing we found out the hard way, and I, I thought with one of the projects I'm working on, the weekly rundown, I think it was the same case I'm in for like all the projects I'm working on right now is like, okay, we, we have a good body of work now. And I feel like we're at a point where you're in, where we have enough content to really show that, Hey, we have something that's decent, right? Like it's worth someone's time to read, review, watch, listen, whatever, consume this content. It's not just trash that's coming out in the beginning. Yes, it was trash. But now at this point, we've put in enough work where, the stuff that's coming out is pretty decent, right? Now, of course, it's probably not at the level of some of these experts um, that have been doing it for years and years and years, but um, we're definitely above average uh, in all these categories. However, we're not getting the reach we're looking for. So for example, for the newsletter we have, we were, my thought process was, hey, I have this guy who, who's, a, who's a great writer. He knows what he's talking about in the politics and business space. He has, um, because he does his research, he always has, 
unique takes on things. And that should be enough when he starts writing these articles and we start sharing these with people, people will auto, like organically just hear this stuff. The reality is, is that we pushed heavy to get our first hundred um, subscribers to the newsletter. And a lot of them, I just kind of added myself was like, Hey, I said, by what's your email address? I'm just going to add you. Right. And so it was a lot of that. And so we got that our first hundred like that. And then we added a referral program and we got like only one person really took it to the full advantage. I would say there were three, four people that participated in the referral program. So we got a total of maybe 15, 16 subscribers from that referral program from that hundred. So we increased that to 115 ish, but since then it's just been stagnant. Although the, we've been consistent, we've been posting uh, content that I feel is pretty good quality. Of course, it has its ups and downs. Some weeks are better than others. But at the end of the day, I think it does meet a baseline of, hey, this is worth your time. This is a five-minute read. It's worth your time to read. And the, the growth just hasn't been there. And so one of the things that looking back at you know, how we approached this, that I would tell myself, and I said, I'm sorry, I'm, I know I'm hogging this conversation. I'm going to open it up here in a second. But one of the things that I wish, not I wish, I don't have any regrets in how we did this, because uh, let me explain. So one of the things that I would tell myself, looking back is that, look, you want to strike a balance between content that you want to make and content that people are looking for. Here's what I mean by that. When we started, whether it was uh, uh, Forgettables or Branding Deep Dive or Weekly Rundown or any of the projects that I'm involved in, it started out of me wanting to make a certain piece of content, not me or like whoever the people are. We wanted to do a certain type of thing. Now, we didn't validate that the audience necessarily was wanting to look at this. We had a small sample size. We sent this to some friends, but a lot of times those friends are like, Hey, yeah, this is cool. Whatever, you know, like, Hey, you know, I'd, I'd be interested when in reality, they're just trying to say to support you. You have to have that desire and that has to fuel your content because, and I saw this tweet the other day that, you know, content creation is the most difficult job that people think is easy is like one of those things that like everyone thinks it's so easy, but it's actually difficult, right? Like it, it, you look at the job of a doctor, like you understand that's tough work, right? Like you look at the job of uh, a surgeon or uh, an astronaut and you see, you know, it's tough work, but content creation looks so simple. So people think it is so simple, but really like there's so many things that go into it. And so one of those things is like, what do we have the passion to make? Right. And so from there, one of the things that we learned is that the things that we were passionate about making are not necessarily the same things that people are looking for. People are searching uh, and people are uh, Googling, people are looking up on YouTube. Right. So in that case, what happens is the only people that are reaching the content that we're making is the people that we send it to. We're not getting any organic reach from Google or YouTube because the content we made is specifically just stuff that we wanted to uh, make. Now, what I've been really knee deep, knee deep in right now is looking up SEO, YouTube keyword research, and a lot of this stuff to understand, okay, how do I change my strategy of the content we're making 
so that when someone is searching our video is there uh, or when someone is searching our article is there right so what are people searching in your niche so for example for forgettables our niche would be podcasting right like getting the podcast from zero to one like getting it started and so what are people that are starting their podcasts searching for and if you look at our history of podcasts what you'll find is that the episodes that do the best are the ones where the title have something to do with uh, the startup of the podcast or some technical aspect that we were going through or something like that and so people were searching for that or the, it intrigued them because they're going through that same issue and then they listened to it and so what my big focus has been right now is like okay let's find out what people are searching let's tap into google webmaster tools let's tap into keyword research let's find out if people are searching podcasts what are they searching and then let's create content around that so that we can be the resource for people to actually build their podcast. And this is not just for podcasting, but I know also we talked about another idea as well. But the point is when we are starting out in the content creation journey, the advice I have for people that are just starting out getting in the game right now is don't stop making the content that you wanted to make, that inspired you to start. Don't stop that. Because that content is going to be good because you you put your heart and soul into it. That being said, you know, put that out there. Understand it's not going to get a million views right off the bat. But also, in addition to that, look into what people are searching, right? Like find your niche, find how, like a lot of times it'll be like, uh, for example, how to start your podcast for us. You know, how to, uh, the differences between the different podcast hosting platforms, Right. What is the best hosting platform for your podcast? Like that kind of stuff is what people are searching. And if we're just talking about like, hey, I dealt with this in my podcast, we're not going to reach the people that are trying to find that. And if we want to build authority online, it's not just about having a podcast. It's about being there, being a resource for people that have questions, right? Like creating these how-to guides and informational articles where people can come and understand and, and really take action from those articles, from those blog posts, from the podcast, from the video, whatever it is, that is going to help your authority in the long run. And that's how you need to really be thinking about this, um, this, this issue at hand. So that's my, that's my two cents. I know I went pretty long. Uh, I just, ha I was just thinking about it a lot all day, all week. It's been actually a couple of weeks, been watching videos nonstop on how to, actually do some of this, uh, start ranking on Google and YouTube and what, what goes into it. And I just, you know, it just kind of hit me like, why have we not been doing this earlier? You know what I mean? Like one of the things that we always talk about is like, what do you do when you run out of ideas? Right? Like we have, like, we just look into what people are looking at. We just look at the trends, just look at what people are searching and then create content around that. You know, you'll never run out of ideas. People are always looking at something new. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm, I'm a little bit, uh, I'm glad that we, we came to it now. Um, and I think we can repurpose a lot of our content and refine it and continue to grow our, um, our content library from that. But I think if we had discovered that a little bit sooner, um, it'd be definitely beneficial. The second thing, and I'm going to, I'm going to make this one quick. Uh, I, I, I can't hear you by the way. Um, the second thing, 
is that uh, when you are starting out and, and we're talking about, again, the reality of trying to build your online presence. So the first thing, if I summarize that last first point that I made is that um, you need it, it's it's you need to be finding a balance between what you like to do and what people are searching, right? That's the reality. And if, if you don't find that balance, then no one's go, you're not gonna build authority because no one's gonna find your content, right? Now, the second reality is this, and that is, uh, it just slipped my mind. So I'll, uh, Hand it over to you, Osabai, for your thoughts, and then we'll come back to it uh, if it comes back. Oh, it came back. Okay. Uh, unless you want to go ahead. He said, I'm not going to let you talk. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Get your thoughts through. Otherwise, you'll forget again. Right. So the second thing is one thing I've been noticing, and Osabai, I'm curious to see what your experience has been on this as well, is on YouTube and on my podcasting stats, I've been doing a little bit of research today and not just today, but like uh, since we, we started. And what I've noticed is this, that getting to that first thousand downloads in the podcast uh, was kind of tough, right? Like there were little ups and downs, ups and downs. But every time I check nowadays, it's like yesterday, 10, today, 15. You know what I mean? Like you'll be getting consistently 10 to 15 downloads. Uh, sometimes 20, sometimes a little bit more, sometimes a little bit less. Uh, but but the, the the point I'm getting at is like, once you hit a certain, uh, like I, for me, I think I noticed it at a thousand where like even up until a thousand downloads, I feel like some days we were still getting zero, mm. right? But now, now that we hit a thousand, I feel like it's pretty consistent. We're getting some traffic here mm. or there without us. Even sometimes we don't post for two, three days, four days, five days. We'll get a little bit of traffic here and there. And I think that's one of the, the cool things about uh, the reality of uh, content creation is like once you put in enough work, it does start to compound. And you do see that um, that effect where like you don't have to put in as much effort and you'll still get some results, right? And so I think that's a cool aspect of it. In terms of YouTube, um, I also feel the same way where like you see after a year, your content is there. And if you're posting consistently, you'll see that it just starts picking up a little bit more and it gets shown to a little bit more people. And I think that's just how the algorithm works in YouTube, but that has been my experience, uh, both on the podcast stats and, uh, on the YouTube stats is like, once you post a certain number of videos and you reach a certain level of downloads and, uh, listens and plays per se, uh, you start getting more organic traffic without you necessarily uh, like, I think you can, I think you can decrease the amount of input you're doing at a certain point is what I'm getting at. And you'll still be getting pretty uh, the same returns, right? Like what took us seven episodes in the past, we can continue posting two episodes a week and we'll get the same returns, the same pace for forgettables at least. Uh, I'm curious to hear, I know you have a podcast on YouTube as well. So uh, what, what are your, uh, what's your experience been like on your Straight Path podcast and on YouTube? I, I think, I think you're correct, even as far as YouTube goes. And uh, as far as my podcast goes now, whenever I post something, <coughs> I'm always getting like, you know, within the first day, like 15 to 20 listens, um, downloads, listens, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it's, it's pretty, you know, 
pretty painless. Although, you know, we don't aim for just 15 to 20, you know, you'd like to get a thousand, you'd like to get a hundred, something like that. But I mean, seeing those numbers rack up in a few minutes or a few hours is nice. Like one time I uploaded an episode and there was a mistake in it and I already had like five to six listens in an hour. And so I was kind of sad to take it down, but as soon as I took it down, put it back up, it was just like right back at the same number um, because I didn't know how to replace the episode at that time. So I actually took the whole thing down. Um, but now I know how to fix that, replace the audio. But um, but no, I mean, you're right. Where When the content starts getting like, I guess, better, if you want to call it, or more popular, it you know starts popping up. It, it reaches people organically easier is what I would I think so. is how I would say it. I think so. Because like with Straight Pad Podcast, like the videos I'm loading like every day now, like for the past four days, today's going to be day five. Um, I'm going to try to load it early, like right now to see if maybe I can catch some traffic from a different country or something. Um, but as I've been loading the videos, um, they're getting per day, like, you know, 15 to 20, you know, plays and stuff like that. Uh, let's see here. For example, I'll just go right now and take a look. Uh, oh, God. The kids, they commented on the Ruffy video. Which kids? Those little kids, the little Punjabi kids. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Good things? Yeah, yeah so done good. <laughs> um so yeah so i mean i posted it this afternoon and uh i have uh about 15 15 plays and it's a short one minute video so i'm pretty sure most people listen all the way through um and then you know let me ask you this do you at this point in time so i'll I'll preface this by saying what i'm doing right now Mm -hmm. is i'm putting in a lot more effort and i'm spending some money on youtube Mm-hmm. And so what I do is like when an episode comes out, I will send it in like three or four group chats. And I'm like, Hey guys, please watch. I'm not this. Doing that. You're not doing that at all. Nope. Not at all. And you're still getting uh, like what, what, how many downloads or how many listens are you getting? I'm talking about YouTube. So yeah, YouTube, like, sorry, views. like 15 to 25. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So my like, thing is like, I just want to get above 10. Right. Yeah. And I'm just like, so like my, so you, you saw the, the machine slaughter video, right? Yeah. So that's gotten like close to like 125. Oh, nice. Something like the 120, 125. And that one really caught on. And then I actually uploaded onto Facebook. And then once I uploaded onto Facebook, it's been shared multiple times. Like that's a whole different, you know, whole different game. I'm not even counting the Facebook plays or views or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, you know, hey, certain have ones. You- have you seen any Facebook podcast things? I know you're on Facebook a little bit more. Is no, I still play? haven't. I still haven't received any invitations from those kutas. Have you, <laughs> have you seen any podcasts that are? No, using I haven't. It? I haven't seen. I just heard about the one. I think I was listening on or watching on Grow Your Podcast, and that was the only one. I haven't seen anything else aside from that. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. I'm still, I'm still waiting for that. You know, sort of invitation, sort of deal, but it hasn't. Yeah, no, happened. I was just curious. So what's it called? Um, no, I'm still waiting. Still, still intizarring that which will happen. No, no, I didn't want to load this video. What the heck? Cancel upload. I'm trying to upload. I'm just trying not to upload something. I started uploading something. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't. I don't. Re- I I can't remember the what what I want to put as a title of it. But anyway, um. We were talking about ranking up and stuff like that. 
kind of lost track of thought. Um, but no, I mean, the main goal is to try to get into as many people's faces who find your content relevant. And obviously, we live in an age of algorithms um, and, and bidars, you know, connected to this um, <laughs> algorithms. So we have to make sure that we're using the correct bidar, you know, <laughs> correct innovation. Right, right. Uh, so we can get in front of the right people. For example, you know, Friday Night Live, right? It's a, it's a program which has become quite popular on a given night. They'll have like between 500 to 2,000 people watching or listening. Um, they don't really have to post consistently. They have a listener and a viewer base that is there regardless of what happens. They really don't have that many YouTube subscribers, to be honest with you, like a lot of these pages do. Comparatively, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, comparatively. So comparatively. Yeah, so compar like if you compare the amount of live audience members you get they have a very good ratio, right? Exactly. Like that's that's exactly what I was getting at. When I was watching Mufti Tariq Masood Sahib's, um, uh, Mufti Tariq Masood Sahib's speeches, he has like 2.25 million subscribers. Today, he had like 2,000 people listening to his Friday band. Yesterday, I was listening, it was 500 people. Friday Night yeah. Live, Mifta, if I'm not mistaken. Um, let's see here. Let's look at Mifta. Mifta Institute. Um, the second thing that pops up is Friday Night Live. Um, Mifta Institute has 23,000 subscribers. <clears throat> These guys average between 500 to 1,500 live viewers. That's like just yeah. bonkers for not having half, forget half, 10% of the subscribership of some of these channels. I, I will say, let, let me give a little <coughs> bit more context here. So like I would say, majority of the time when i'm watching i don't watch every time but like usually it's at least 800 people at the peak of that yeah. right and so that's just youtube that's yeah it's also streaming live on facebook oh is it okay so I... total i would say they're at least getting um i would i haven't checked youtube but i would imagine you'd probably be getting similar numbers there so yeah. i think you can double that um and, and yeah it is the the audience is very loyal and they show yeah. up, they interact. And really like the lesson there is that if you can create, like you don't need a million subscribers, exactly. right? You just need that small group of loyal people that stick with you no matter what. Yeah. And you can do whatever you want. And they told me they had a live in-person conference. And I was there when we did the first conference, we went nuts marketing it, dude. We literally... They had to do khutbah at every single community here, pass out flyers. They spent so much energy convincing people, signing people up. We created a whole youth program. Uh, it was literally like we created a youth fun day for high school, college students where they came to MII. It was like a Troy versus Canton versus Farmington. They had like a, a sports day just so we could get more people into the building for that program. And we gave them discounted rates and everything. It was like, a, we turned that whole thing into an event for the youth so that they can kind of come through. Like that's kind of the level of effort that we put in to get that first batch of people. He was telling me this year, they got the same number of people that we got. Like our first year, we got like 700, 800 people um, on, on a target of 500 um, this year. What, what happened is what's different is they had their own place now. So you don't have to pay the cost of the actual place. He said they, they didn't go do khutbah anywhere. They didn't do any youth program. They had 700, 800 people without any marketing really, right? Like they did market, of course, in online and they shared it and stuff, but like they didn't, 
not the in-person on the ground grassroots efforts that we were doing in the past. And I was like, man, like, wow, like that, that's, that must feel like a different kind of feeling where like, you know, you're there and people will show up for you. That's like, that's, that's, I mean, like really, that's a really good spot to be at, right? Like a lot of times these people have online followings, but then you try to create an in-person thing and you get like five people for the meetup or whatever. It's not the case here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So mashallah, alhamdulillah, they're, they're doing pretty well. Sorry to cut you off. I don't know if that's no, what you no, wanted to talk no, about. I mean, it's, it's all good. I need to apologize <laughs> for that. Um, no, I mean, it's just, uh, it's it's appalling. Like, you know, uh, you see a lot of people, uh, they put in effort, they do good work, but they don't get any traction. So it makes you happy to see somebody doing and, you know, obviously, I don't know the whole backstory, but from what, I'm under, what I've understood from you is, you know, Mufti Abdul Wahab and his other brothers, <coughs> they put in a lot of work, a lot of sleepless nights to make this happen. And you see that there's a lot of good that's come out of it. You know, it's it, it, it does make you happy. You know, you, yeah, you like yeah. to see other people's success. I mean, I'm a person who likes to see other people's success as long as they're doing it the correct way. Now, obviously, if somebody is, you know, running some sort of a disco islamic program i mean i'd be like i'd rather not see that success you know you you wish success for everybody in a good way but you know not if they've got like you know the whole dj set going on like this and bismillah rahman no i'm not no i'm not down with that that's not you know i'm just not down with that you know that's not really gonna happen with me i'm not gonna be like go 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 mm -hmm. <coughs> but um, but yeah i think um so, uh, sorry i, I thought no, i said i, I think i've ranted enough for tonight Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, I think the, the couple of things here that I would close this session with is, and, and I, you know, one thing I do like about this podcast is how it's free flowing like this, and we can kind of go yeah. off topic and not feel the pressure of like, oh, man, I need to make sure that, you know, and I'm sure the audience is probably like, man, these guys need to just get to the point or whatever. But <laughs> hey, we're, we're just having a good time here, right? Yeah. Um, what I will say is that to wrap to close this discussion, to really um, put a lid on it is that there's, there's a couple things, right? Number one, find the balance between what you want to do and what your audience is searching for, understand keywords, understand how to rank. And that's going to, that's going to do wonders for you. If you can figure out how to rank a video early on, um, then that's automatic traffic that you will keep getting and it will keep growing your stuff uh, without you having to put in effort in the name of the game the name of the game is create systems where you're not reliant, where your growth is not reliant on your effort. Because as long as your growth is reliant on your effort, then you have to keep grinding to keep growing, right? And so you have to find these little hacks, find these little tricks, um, simplify the process, create systems where, uh, you know, the work is being done on your behalf without you putting any incremental effort. Second thing is that it is tough. It does take some time to get the momentum, get that traction. But after a certain point, um, if you do put in that work, things do start becoming easier, right? Like, mm -hmm. especially like the more work you put in, the more groundwork, the, the stronger the foundation is, the bigger the building you can build, right? The more you can put on that base, right? But if you don't take the time to do the work and you're expecting to build the skyscraper, you don't put the foundation in, it's not going to happen. Right. So, um, definitely like it takes, uh, there's, um, there's a, there's a mosque in Istanbul 
called the Suleimaniya Mosque. It's built on a hill. And uh, Mimar Sinan, the, the famous architect, brilliant, brilliant work he's done in Istanbul, incredibly beautiful. It's just, you, you, you look at it, you marvel, like how can a man create pieces of art like this? It's just, it's beyond. And, and it's like, the thing is you see, you probably, people have probably been to the Turkish mosque in DC area, right? Like uh -huh, that's nice, yeah. that's nice. But you go to Suleymaniya, you go to the Blue Mosque, it's just, it's, it's way different. It's, it's not even close. Okay, like it's just like for example, in the mosque, and even in like the the Turkish mosque in um, in the DC area, yeah. if they took the mic away, the acoustics are built. And, and back in the day, they didn't have microphones. Yeah. So the whole system in the mosque, they have these like little um, in the pillars and in everything, they have little like indentations to increase the echo, so that when the speaker is speaking he can be heard. Right. And it's just, just small things where like they had, you know, they used to use lanterns. They didn't have lights how we have, they didn't have led lights. Right. So lanterns flames, um, soot goes up and it makes the ceiling black. Right. Mm -hmm. So at the top where the dome is, he created the steam room type thing where like in, before it hits the ceiling, it gets uh, like collected all that so that's going up and then he used that for ink for calligraphy uh, across the 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 mosque it's just that's how brilliant it is just like another thing is like there's no ac in there but it's on a hill and the way the uh windows and the way the doors are made and it, how spacious it is it's like it's never hot in there I, i've, I've oh. never been in there and felt like even on a day it was like 100 degrees i've never been inside and felt like oh man it's so hot it's so crazy. So the, the reason I bring this up is on this hill, and, you know, nowadays they have these te this technology where you kind of, uh, you know, like take a stick, put it in the ground and it'll tell you, hey, you need to put this much foundation in or whatever. They didn't have that, that at the time. What he did is he got all the materials for this mosque and he, he knew like, hey, the foundation on this hill is not strong enough to support what we're trying to do. Got all the materials. He let it sit there for eight years, seven or eight years. And then he started building. And so now this mosque has been here for hundreds of years and it's still there. And you go there and it's like, it's really like, I believe for me, that place is way better than the Blue Mosque in terms of like, just um, for me, that's my favorite destination when I go to Istanbul. Like that's how incredible it is man it's, it's an experience just thinking about it right now but the point is like again i know that i, I kind of went on a tangent again as always the longer you put in the work the the more firm the foundation right the more you can build on that right like the, the easier it is gonna be for you to build something solid that lasts for a long time but if you haven't put in that work and we see this all the time, right? Like these, uh, you know, those like houses that don't have like foundation, you just kind of, they just fly away if like a tornado comes or something like that. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, whereas something like this is on a hill and it's literally been there for hundreds of years. So I think it's, um, it's a lesson for all of us. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time.